players are getting healthy. The Cleveland Monsters are getting reinforcements. Spencer Martin has gone to the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Blue Jackets have still not won back-to-back since Black Friday. Oh, and they've also got to play the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night. We're talking about all of that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. I finally have both power and Wi-Fi for the first time in like four days. So I love that for me. Uh, But I'm here to give you the good, the bad and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, Columbus Blue Jackets. My co-host, Hayden Hausland, will be returning uh, later this week. Uh, He has been carrying the load last week, so I've given him a little bit of of time off. But uh, before I get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked Up Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms over on YouTube and on SiriusXM. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. That's guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, like I said at the, at the top of the show, it's a lot going on. We're going to do kind of a, a little bit of a, of a grab bag of an episode today uh, because the Blue Jackets played like 50 minutes of good hockey and 10 minutes of bad hockey and obviously lost on Friday. I wish I was surprised, but that's just kind of how how these things go. They've got Boone Jenner back. Uh, it sounds today like Zach Renski is soon to soon to return. Patrick Laine is getting closer. Um Blankenberg is healthy. He's gone back to the Monsters for now. David Yerichek went down to the Monsters and then came back up. Uh, Spencer Martin got put on waivers so they could have a spot to uh, have Boone Jenner in as he returned from his broken jaw. Uh, So I believe his first game with the Hurricanes is tonight. I could be wrong about that, but uh, we'll... We'll see how he, if he gets any game action or if he's just going to sit on the bench behind Antti Ranta, who seems to have figured out figured out a little bit what was happening um, this season after a quick quick trip down to play for the Chicago Wolves. Anyway, we're not we're not talking about Antti Ranta, um, even though I do like him. Uh, so goodbye to Spencer Martin. Hello to Boone Jenner. Soon to be hello to Zach Grensky. Uh, welcome back to David Juracek, who I believe played like one game with the Monsters and then got called right back up. Um, Blue Jackets lose. No one is no one is surprised, uh, and they have to play the Edmonton Oilers next. So all of this is there's a lot going on. So let's let's kind of take it piece by piece. We'll get through as much as we can today, and then anything I don't get through, uh, we'll talk about tomorrow. I don't know that we'll get to the Oilers game today because, like I said, lots to talk about. But the good thing about having a daily podcast is there's always tomorrow to talk about what you don't get to today. But let's let's start off with that game against the Devils, um, because it had so much promise. Um, the team looked good, I think. They, like I said, they looked good for 50 minutes, and then Blue Jacketed all over about a 10-minute stretch in the second period. Second period, Jackets returned for a little uh, a little visit, uh, and the Blue Jackets have a one nothing lead that goes to a 4-1 deficit 
because that's that's how this that's how this has gone. Um, the Blue Jackets would end up getting three out of a possible eight points against the Devils this season. They beat them in the first game, lost in the second, lost in overtime in the third, and lost in regulation in the fourth. Cole Sillinger opens the scoring. Uh, Four and a half minutes into the game, I'm ready, I'm excited, I'm like, yeah, this is going to go great, I have a good feeling about this, Um, and then between 28 seconds and 14.43 of the second period, so uh, just over 14 minutes of game time, the New Jersey Devils score four goals, all at even strength, and they don't even have the power play. As an excuse, which is really annoying, because I believe the blue, the Devils have a really good power play. So if the, if we'd allowed goals on the power play, I would have been okay with that. But they didn't. They just allowed four even strength goals um, on thirty three shots. So not a great night for Elvis Mosleykins. After I thought he played well against the Canucks, he goes back in for a second straight game. Um, I think he made like let me see if I can find the. Uh, period shot breakdown here we go so we made 11 saves in the first period and then it kind of went downhill after that four goals on 13 shots in the second made nine of nine saves in the third but just not not as good as he needs to be especially if he's going to talk a big talk about being the number one goalie obviously losing spencer martin to waivers is uh, not ideal but i guess they thought it was a risk worth taking um, of the three goalies, the what the only one they could put on waivers, really. I think they had the lowest risk of being swiped. And uh, it, it has kind of backfired a little bit. So not not great news, obviously. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Spencer Martin in, in a minute here. But I want to talk about Boone Jenner for a second. Um, because coming back from injury, hasn't played a game in eight weeks. And immediately plays the most ice time of any forward on the team. Which is, personally, I think, a little bit frustrating, honestly. Um, Because I think they probably could have done better to ease him back in. I don't know that he had a great night. Uh, I don't think that line was great, uh, which I'm not surprised at because they've moved Fantilli away from his natural position. He plays better at center. Like, that's been... We've seen that throughout the uh, throughout the season, um, and you all know what I think about Jack Rostovic in a top six role. Um, we don't have to we don't have to get into it right now, but bringing Boone Jenner back in and then immediately throwing him in 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 that kind of top six center role and playing the most time of any Blue Jackets forward. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't get it. If he'd been playing well, I would have kind of understood it. Uh, but he had, at five on five, he had eight shot attempts, four when he was on the ice, and 16 against. Like, if we go to all all strength, it doesn't get any better. Uh, 12 shot attempts, four, 27 against the worst on the team, and played the most taste type of, of any forward um that fourth line was actually the best line which i'm not surprised but i am annoyed by it um danforth texier corrali all above 60 percent in the you know all above two-thirds 
in the um shot attempt share um that quote-unquote third line of Ronkov, Johnson, Marchenko also did well um that top line struggled the second line of Fantilli, Jenna, Roslovic struggled and good news it looks like we're going to be going with the same lines again um tomorrow night against the Oilers so again we'll we'll talk about that in in a little bit but I just kind of want to touch on it's great to see Boone Jenner back um and I do think that the team has missed him but I don't his his usage immediately after not playing a game for six seven weeks has confused me a lot I'm not gonna lie um I don't know whether this is because the rest of the team was quote-unquote underperforming when I don't think that they were honestly um again if you even if you take it just down to shots he had the worst oh no excuse me the third worst um shots for percentage at 30 percent he was on the ice for six shots four and 14 against at uh, at all strengths so like it wasn't even that he was producing a lot and also allowing a lot. There was just, it, he just wasn't producing and was allowing too many. So he'll get better. This is not something I'm worried about necessarily from from a Boojana point of view. I'm not worried about this. Like he's just had six weeks off. He'll get, he'll get back to it. I am confused at the coaching decision to put him out there, put the line that was struggling out there, like, the Jenner line struggled. He played 1905. The Cylinder line struggled as well. He played 1838. Um, the best forward on the ice was Danforth. He played 1232. Kent Johnson played the lowest ice time of any forward at 1129, despite having uh, 16 shot attempts, four and 10 against in, in his 11 and a half minutes of ice time. That's just continually confusing ice time decisions um and that's not even getting into the lines which again i, I disagree with most for the most part beyond like that fourth line is fine um i would tweak the third line the second and first lines like i like that first line a lot but it had a bad game if it has another bad game against the oilers then i'm gonna start asking some questions about you know what's what's next um in a minute, we're going to talk about some other players that are going to be coming back soon. But just to kind of reiterate, like, it is great to see Boone Jenner back. I'm excited to see him back. I'm excited to see he's healthy to go, healthy enough to go to the All-Star game because uh, if he wasn't, there was no guarantee that his replacement would have come from Columbus, as we've seen from the replacements of Connor Bedard and Jack Eichel uh, from Chicago and Vegas, who are being replaced with Kyle Cotter from Winnipeg and Vincent Trocek from wherever he's playing at the minute. Carolina? New York, I, I genuinely could not tell you where Vincent Trocek is playing right now. I'm sure he'll come back to haunt me uh, the next time we play that team, just because I have slices him like this. But um, great to see Boone Jenner back, uh, and we'll talk about some other players that are getting healthy in just a minute here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, I want to tell you about eBay Motors because passion, drive, and patience brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you are into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll look, always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time, or you're going to get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. They've got all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's so easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home a win. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to US customers. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We are talking about how the Blue Jackets are getting some, some reinforcements back. They're getting some players healthy again. Bujena is back. Uh, Nick Blankenberg is healthy again and was immediately sent to the minors, which is fine. Um, he was never, he wasn't going to get into the lineup. I don't think he's played his best hockey this season. I still think he could be a good NHL defenseman for this team. Uh, but I think he's, he's fighting it a little bit this season and he's also not going to get the ice time because he just, he isn't because we have to play Andrew Peak for however many minutes, 15 minutes. Um, I don't, I, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see Andrew Peake sit for for Eurocheck. It sounds like Damon Severson is is fighting through some kind of illness. Maybe um he only played eleven and a half minutes, so he's either fighting through an illness or he's still not one hundred percent after that. Um, so an oblique injury or a, an abdominal injury? I can't remember. Um, but would love to see Eurocheck back at the lineup. He took a quick trip down to Cleveland, uh, over over the week and then immediately came back up. Uh, to come with the team on their Western Canada swing. So they're going to be playing Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. And then I think they're hitting St. Louis on the way back, which is such a wild, like, fourth team, uh, fifth team to throw in there. Um, let me double check what the schedule is for the Blue Jackets. Um, but my point is, Blackerberg, back with the Monsters. The Monsters will enjoy that. Um, so they've got Edmonton on... Tomorrow, Tuesday, they have got Calgary on Thursday. They have got Vancouver on Saturday, Seattle on Sunday, and then yes, yeah, St. Louis on uh, Tuesday again. I don't know. I don't know how dates work. It's fine. And then that's their last game until the until after the All Star break. Um, so we will we will see what happens. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next episode, um, probably all, all later today, if I have time. But, um, in terms of, in terms of other players that are returning, um, just to kind of finish my, my thought on that before I get too derailed, uh, Zach Wrensky, apparently probably not playing tomorrow, could be back in time for Thursday's game against Calgary, which would be a big get because again, I think he's been playing some really, really good hockey this season. And it feels like every time he really, really hits his stride, uh, things go horribly wrong and he gets hurt again. Um, he's shooting at like, he's shooting at 1.1% right now. He's got one goal on 87 shots, which you've got to think that, that that's got to go up. You've got Just by the law of averages, he has to score at some point. Um, but he's still tied for second on the team in scoring, despite the fact that he's played nine fewer games than Goudreau and Fantilli, who've both played the full 45 so far. So he's going to be a big, a big returning piece. I think that will ease up some of the stress on the lineup. You won't need to play uh, your big guys a million minutes. Um, like 
Erica Branson played almost 22 minutes. Provorov played almost 22 minutes. And Aboquist played uh, just over 24 minutes. I assume that Wierenski will come straight back in and again play, you know, 25 minutes in his first game against Calgary, because why wouldn't he? But um, great to see him back. Patrick Laine is going to be back soon, um, which I think a lot of people are probably frustrated by um he's got nine points in 18 games so far including six goals um and he's just missed a bunch of time with um a fractured clavicle i believe which sounds super unpleasant um but my question right now is like where where do you put him in in the lineup because i'm looking at the i'm looking at the line the like predicted lines right now or the the lines that they had for um last couple of games which i think are probably going to be much the same um and i'm like where where does he go where where does he go because i don't know that there is a place for him to to fit in the lineup and not disrupt the other things that they're kind of trying to trying to figure out, you know, does that make sense? Um, the projected lines. Okay, here we go. So the lines that they played with the Devils, Gaudreau, Sillinger, Chinakov, I would keep that together. Don't put line A with Gaudreau. We've, we've just established that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Please stop trying it. Um, Fantilli, Jenna, Roslovic. Like, if you put Fantilli in the middle and swap Roslovic for line A, I might find that okay. I think you're putting Jenna again is one of those plays. He's better on the wing. Um, because he gets to crash and bang and do his thing. Um, and I think putting him with Fantilli and Line, who are, you know, they have some chemistry together. Um, but what I would love to see is Fantilli and Vronkov swapping places. Um, so putting Fantilli between Johnson and Marchenko, uh, putting Vronkov with Jenner and Roslovic, flipping those so Johnson, Fantilli, Marchenko is the second line, or possibly even the first line, frankly. Um, and then Jenna, Voronkov, Broslovic is the third line, and then you keep the fourth line as as it is. The Texier Corelli Dan fourth line. I think again, I think that's been that's been a really great line. I'm not I am fully okay with that line. But like Roslovic is really the only place that he's gonna fit in into this lineup because he's the only player that I can see taking them taking out. Like probably what'll happen is they'll take Dan Forth or Texier out, put um Voronkov and Rostovic on that fourth Voronkov or Rostovic on that fourth line and then put Patrick Line back in somewhere. He's still a little ways away, so like there's still some time for them to to figure things out. But I'm looking at this lineup right now and I'm like, who would I have in this lineup ahead of Patrick Line right now? Because he's gonna be playing top six minutes. He just is. Um, and there's really only one place for him to for him to go in that case. So we'll we'll see. Um Similarly, with the the defense, I assume that Peak is going to be immediately the first man out. So the top six will be um, Wierenski, Severson, Boquist, Provorov, Bean, and Gabranson. I personally would take uh, Boquist out of the lineup and put Yerichek back in. But Boquist has been playing really, really well recently, so I don't know that that'll happen. I suspect David Yerichek will probably sit there as a healthy scratch for most of the games, which is going to be intensely frustrating um because if you're not going to play him then leave him in cleveland but that's so that's kind of where we are in terms of players coming back i don't think anyone else is or any of the any of the other big names are kind of on 
on IR at the minute. I'm just going to do a quick quick scroll of the roster because I'm probably forgetting something um, or forgetting someone. But no, it looks like the Blue Jackets are, for the most part, as soon as Lion, as soon as Wierenski and Liner come back, they're pretty healthy, which can only be a good thing. But I do feel like it's going to solve some problems and uh, it's going to cause some other problems. Um, but we talked about the forward, we've talked about the defense. Let's finish off with a little bit of goalie talk because, uh, man, what a what a wild ride of of goaltending discourse there has been over the past week. Um, the sky was falling, the sky wasn't falling, the sky was falling again, um, trade requests were made and apparently not made or rescinded, and a goalie got put on waivers and immediately got claimed, and then the goalie started performing, and just, just a whole lot happened. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment here on Locked Up Blue Jackets. First thing I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel, because the NFL regular season has wrapped up, but the big Game is on the way, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets. When you place a $5 bet, that's guaranteed. Whether you win or lose, you are going to get those $150 in bonus bets. The app is super easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. Uh, they've got live same-game parlays. You can go to the Explore tab and just like find a random bet that sounds fun. Put some money on that. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. Uh, which is the best way to find all of the popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make your first bet a guaranteed layup. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. The Blue Jackets put Spencer Martin on waivers uh, because, and I tweeted about this, um, and was like, what is going on with these roster decisions with Juracek and with Juracek being sent down and Martin being waived? Like, I know why logically. Like, that's that. Those are the those are the moves that they had to make because they couldn't make any other moves um, if they wanted Boone Jenner back. And I think they're going to have to make a, another move when they want Wierenski back. Um, they're at twenty three out of twenty three for contracts at the minute. They've got fourteen forwards, seven defensemen, and two goalies. So like, something's going to have to give. There, I wonder if uh, Bemstrom goes on waivers potentially, um, and then they're going to have to find. I assume Juracek will go back down when um, when Wierenski is is back or after this trip, maybe I don't know. But they're going to have to make some moves, um, and they had to make the move to to get rid or not get rid. They had to take the risk to put Spencer Martin on waivers because you can't put Daniil Tarasov will get claimed on waivers immediately. Elvis Mosleykins. It feels like they're trying to figure out what to do with him, what their relationship is. And I've kind of talked a little bit about on this podcast of I think that bridge has been burnt. Um, he played well against the Devil, against the, um, excuse me, the Canucks. Didn't play so well against the Devils. Um, apparently did not make a trade request. Uh, he misspoke um, or he has rescinded it or the, and the Blue Jackets aren't shopping him or they are shopping him. I'm getting different... I'm getting different reports from from all over the shop, honestly. Um, so it looked like things were maybe finally starting to solidify. Spencer Martin goes down to Cleveland and gives a little bit of uh, insurance for Jet Greaves, who has been playing a million hours of of hockey this season. Um, which you know he's been he's been playing well, but I don't know that the organization has a ton of confidence in Pavel Chayan right now. Um, he just went down to the ECHL to try and get some minutes, to try and find his game. 
He's back up. Um, but Spencer Martin in Cleveland and again, available for, um, for call up if necessary would have been the ideal. Frustrating that it happened immediately after a long road trip, because if one of the Blue Jackets goalies goes down uh, tomorrow against Edmonton, then they are going to have to get Jack Greaves on a flight to Calgary pretty, pretty sharpish. Um, just, just not great timing for for any of for any of this. If I'm if I'm being honest, but Spencer Martin goes on waivers uh, and gets claimed by one of the three teams that I predicted he would get claimed by, the Carolina Hurricanes, who had I think two goalies in the organization total um, because they don't have an AHL affiliate right now, um, so they don't have anyone to pull from there. They had to pull Yaniv Prey from the ECHL. Um, because Anderson is out long-term. He's got a blood clotting issue, I believe, and uh, Pyotr Kachekov is concussed. So it was literally Antti Ranta and Yaniv Perret were the only two healthy goalies in the entire organization that were in North America. I don't know if they have kind of a prospect in Europe, but that's a long, that's a long way away if you need a goalie in a hurry. So they picked up Spencer Martin, I assume that Antti Ranta will continue to get kind of the bulk of the work in Carolina, but um, it made sense. It was it was a risky move. It didn't pay off. Um, you know, they've had some luck with waivers earlier in the season. Obviously, le- losing Liam Foodie on waivers was maybe a little bit of a of a blessing in disguise. I know um, one of my friends who really loves Liam Foodie was kind of upset when he uh, when he left, but it looks like he's not done a ton for Nashville um in the in the preceding the preceding months. Um he has played 12 games for Nashville and registered three assists. He's played nine games for the Milwaukee Admirals, which is their AHL affiliate, and has and has done four points. Two goals, two assists in nine games. Projected a 20 point season in uh, 46 games. So which in fairness would be a career high for him. Uh, his previous career high is 19 points set in the 2021-22 season with the Cleveland Monsters, where he had 19 points in 29 games. Just a just a real... The Blue Jackets had a lot of good draft picks. I don't know that Liam Foody was one of them. Um, so maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise that, that he got swiped on waivers, but the Blue Jackets would do some, some bad waiver luck. Um, and there goes, there goes Spencer Martin. So now... The Blue Jackets are going to have to figure out: Is Elvis the guy? Is Daniel Tarasov the guy? Do they need to? Do they want to trade Elvis and get a goalie in return? You know, they got to they got to figure it out. Um, and the trade deadline is in I think seven, seven or eight weeks. They're about to hit a roster freeze for I think two weeks while the All Star break is going on, and teams have their bye weeks, so not a lot of time. To figure this goalie situation out. We'll see who starts tomorrow night against Edmonton. Um, my guess is probably Tarasov, but we'll see. If they're really committed to trying to make it work with Elvis, then probably Elvis, but I think probably Tarasov will get the start, um, which we'll talk about tomorrow, um, because as predicted, I did not have enough time to talk about everything that I wanted to talk about in today's episode. So that tomorrow we'll talk about the Western Canada road swing. We'll talk about the Edmonton Oilers and how they are on, I believe, a 13-game win streak 
right now. And unless that gets broken um, before the Blue Jackets even get to play them. So we'll we'll figure that out tomorrow. Can they break that? Genuinely, maybe. It would be extremely funny, um, personally, I think, if they... Um, if they, they broke their 13-game win streak against the Blue Jackets, I think that would be really funny. So we'll talk a little about that uh, tomorrow and uh, do some some game predictions as well. So that's all coming up in tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on SiriusXM. You can also find the game. On Sirius XM, if you uh, are not interested in watching on TV, Bob McElligot does a really great job with the radio call, and you can find that on Sirius XM as well. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-D-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.